You're listening to the Queen of Calm podcast, the podcast for calm girls by a calm girl. Welcome back to the Queen of Calm podcast. I'm your host, Paisley Haddad. Long time no talk, everybody. It's been a busy summer, but I'm back with a new episode for you guys this week. But before we get started with the episode, I want to take this time, like I do with all my episodes, to thank my listeners, guests, and social media followers for their support. It means so much to me and the podcast, and it's really what keeps us going. If you're not following us on social media already, follow us at Queen of Calm Podcast on Instagram and at Queen of Calm Pod on Twitter. Once we hit 500 followers on the Instagram, I'll be doing another giveaway, so be sure to tell all your friends to follow and keep an eye out on the page. Also, a few weeks back, I released a series of catch-up videos where I talked about just some of the great tips that I have learned so far on the podcast. I've been so fortunate to talk to such great women in the industry and also remarkable comm students about their tips for college students and recent grads. So if you've missed any episodes, be sure to go back and listen and catch up on what you missed. For this week's Calm One of the Week, I want to highlight Netflix's open audition campaign where they are calling for people to send in videos of themselves being their true, authentic selves for casting on one of Netflix's reality shows. So I think this is a really great campaign for Netflix to really tap into that Gen Z audience who are really looking for authentic storytelling in their PR and marketing campaigns and also on their TV screens and movie screens. So I think that this is a great way for Netflix to kind of capitalize on that influencer, uh, you know, rage that's going on where they're very interested in seeing normal girls like Charlie and Addison, you know, rise to stardom. And so I think that Netflix really knocked, knocked, the, knocked it out of the park with this one. And um, kudos to the Netflix team. And if you want to send in a video, head to netflixreality.com where you can send in a video for casting. And I'm excited to tune in and see everyone that they get from this campaign. Um, But in speaking of authenticity, in this week's episode, my guest shares about thought leadership PR, which is something that I find super interesting and is something that I think every PR professional should keep in mind when pitching. Um, And if you're not sure what that is, stay tuned for the episode because my guest will explain it all. She'll also share her tips and advice about entering the industry, so you don't want to miss the interview. Next week, I'll be heading on vacation, but I will be back with a new episode the week of August 23rd. But for right now, stay tuned for this week's interview with a great guest. My next guest is a publicist and people relation coach who is the founder and creative director of Your Brandista, where she works with conscious thought leaders to elevate their influence and authority through aligned PR and media communication strategies. Please welcome Ashley Graham to the podcast. Welcome, Ashley. So glad to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So why don't we start out with how you got interested in PR? Yeah, so I guess I've always had just this natural calling, if you will, to get into marketing and PR. And I guess initially the the first calling was more so for marketing just because I loved just words and the ways that jingles worked and how they just resonated. And that's essentially what marketing is, is it's making an imprint on somebody based off of a message or a story or a product, like whatever the circumstances are, it's about making kind of that imprint of recognition. And so taking that even further, I think PR is, it encompasses all of that. But what I really love about PR, and this is what I enjoy about being in PR and especially my little slice of the PR puzzle is it's building that recognition and that everlasting recognition, but it's also focusing on the way that we can build relationships with people through the messages that we're putting out there, but then also 
the people that we get to work with on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Because I think that is essentially what publicists or PR professionals love about what they do is it's the relationships that they get to build that are in person, but then also relationships that they can help their clients build with their audiences and their connections. And it's just kind of a ripple effect of relationships at the end of it. Yeah, definitely. I, that's one thing I love about PR too, is that you're able to, you know, have so many connections in all these different, you know, fields and different things. And it's such a collaborative you know, industry to be in. Absolutely. So how does that love of connection and, you know, PR and marketing translate into what you do with your brandista? Yeah. So <laughs> there's so many <laughs> intersections to that. And that's kind of like why I led into that. And my, my focus specifically with your brandista, and this has come through, has come through a number of transitions and transformations in the way that I align myself and the clients that I want to work with, and even the messaging and the relationships that I want to build. But thinking about thought leadership specifically, there is just this, this connection to the stories that you're able to put out there that are heavily influenced from the individual's journey of what they've had to go through with their lived experiences, whether that's personal or professional. And so with your Brandista and working specifically in the thought leadership space, I think that there is just an evolution of transformation that can take place in that thought leadership roles. Because again, as a publicist and as a PR professional, but then even just as a human being, I'm able to kind of watch somebody's message and their journey, uh, their journey and their story transform just through the stories that we're putting out there. But then I watch them evolve as people as well. And there's a level of confidence and mindset that comes with that, that journey that I think that is what lights me up the most. Because again, you're watching somebody transform as a person but then they're also transforming their business or their brand, which then transforms the people who are connecting with them, whether that's digitally or in person. That's awesome. And can you talk a little bit about what thought leadership is for listeners? Yeah. So thought leadership, again, I always, I, I always say everything from my perspective, because I'm sure everybody has their, their own understanding and perception of it. But thought leadership from my perspective is extracting specific experiences that creates opinions and perspectives of what somebody who takes on a leadership role or just maybe takes on some kind of catalyst role or an advocate role to where they then want to speak on behalf of a transformation that took place in that lived experience. And if I'm gonna give an example, I had an incredible conversation with one of my intensive clients who wears a number, a number of hats. And I think that that's very common in the women that I work with is, you know, they are the driving forces of their businesses, of their brands, all of their influence comes from who they are as a person. But just because you're a coach or a writer or an author does not mean that you also do not play a mother, a daughter and other identities in your personal life. Now, thought leaders, you can absolutely come on the business side and speak on behalf of structures and processes and all these things that you do on the business side of things. But thought leadership PR, you could also talk about your experiences of being a mother. You can talk about your experiences of being a daughter. You can talk about your experiences about being a girlfriend or a wife or 
whatever other roles that you play outside of business that also still gives you that thought leadership role because you can help connect and lead others who also live through those identities or live through those roles. So, and I think that's such a unique way to look at PR because I think when, you know, people are looking at pitching people they're working with, they're always always that like, how can I connect them to this, you know, media source or this TV show? And there's those unique perspectives, like being a mother or wife that you talked about. I think that's a great angle to look at it at. Absolutely. And if you go on any social media content that I put out there, even on the website, that is where I really put an emphasis on the conscious part of the industry. But then again, I think just the conscious awareness of other roles that we play, because we know as women, like when we get our mindset on something, it is like go time, there's no stopping us. But we do have a tendency to kind of get blindsided by having to be career professionals or whatever it is that we're wanting to do on the the professional side. But you know, there's incredible qualities and roles that we play outside of business as well. That is a direct connection as to what makes us good leaders or makes us good advocates in the businesses that we create as well. Yes, definitely. So now I want to get a few of your opinions on some industry topics. So it's been such a crazy year this past year with everything going on. And, you know, there's so many new advancements in social media with like Instagram reels and TikTok and everything. So what are some things that you think that college students and recent grads should be aware of when they enter the industry that you haven't seen in, say, like the past five years? There is amazing opportunity as to how the industry has evolved from the traditional PR sense into more of this creative PR environment. And using the example of TikTok or Instagram Reels, and I'm going to lead heavily on kind of influencer relations, which is still a, a subcategory of this overarching PR model. But we're so used to being on Instagram, TikTok, all these social media platforms that we're going there to soak up content. We're going there to learn about conversations. We're going there specifically for connection. But where the beautiful intersection is there between content creativity and where PR and communications comes in is it has opened the door to creative expression and room to get creative in how you pitch, how you find opportunities, that there really is no one or wrong, like no one right or wrong way to really kind of get into the creative aspect of where PR and communications especially from the influencer side of how that has evolved. So I guess for anybody that is starting out, just maybe take, you know, some time just to kind of feel it out and kind of see where things are trending on social media and read articles on Google or from your favorite resources and how other others in your space or others who are in those roles are kind of adapting and moving with the trends because you really can learn a lot from others who are putting out tons of resources and tips and tricks on how you can get started. But again, tying off to my initial statement is there is really no right or wrong way to get in on the creative side of PR. And that is where I really feel that has really transformed the way that we do PR because it's a little bit more creative than by the book um, what traditional PR used to be. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, how you mentioned influencers, I think that's really interesting because I think one of the number one things we we're missing this past year was that connection factor because we couldn't get together. So a lot of brands were looking to that connection. So like 
just as an example, like rather than like, you know, icy hot using Shaq on a TV commercial, like they've had so many years in the past, you know, maybe they go to an influencer who had like a problem and they were using icy hot on TikTok and people were following. So I just think that's really cool how they're using like their platforms on these social media um, apps to kind of like make that connection with their audiences. Absolutely. And there's actually something that you said that kind of brought up another thought that, you know, thinking about brands working with creators to get the name out there about the brand, you used Icy Hot as an example. I think also what everyone is craving right now, regardless of the industry, their roles, who they are as a person, everybody is wanting transparency and a buzzword that I think is used all too commonly, which is authenticity. But it's like, the beautiful thing about being in a publicist or a PR role is you really do have the opportunity to pick who's going to represent the brand and the message and the end goal, the way that you want it to kind of come to the creative surface. So if you're wanting to work with influencers or content creators who really focus on transparency at the end of all their content, for somebody who is wanting a transparent, real, authentic message for the brands that they're representing, I mean, you have, again, going back to that creative control, you really do have the opportunities to work with the people that you want. And everybody is create, they're craving that connection, regardless of if it's working with brands or just connection to build community. Yes, definitely. I feel like there's so many influencers who have a connection to a brand that just came out organically. And so I think to be a PR professional with, you know, all these brands, if you're working with all these brands, there's, there's always like an influencer right there that can help you out with that sort of connection factor. Yep. Um, so another topic I want to talk about is that there's been such a debate about, you know, all of these different PR firms going back to the office and whether you can do it from home or you have to go into the office. So do you think that PR can be done in a hybrid model or do you think that it has to be all back to the office or all remote? I truly believe that you do not need to be in one environment or another to do this type of work. And as somebody who works from home, I love working from home because there's just this, there's just this level of comfort and flexibility that you know that Yes, PR is kind of a, a 24-7, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, <laughs> that it's kind of a 24-7 industry, but that also does not mean that you have to fall into that broken hustle mentality either. And, and this just goes back to the traditional sense of what office environments represent versus working from a home is when you are in an office, there is kind of, I don't and I'm not saying this by any means, shape, or form, but it is more of this, once you're at the desk, you have to be there 24-7 or throughout the duration of your shift, go, 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 go. And I think that that's where, you know, PR professionals or any professional, really, it's easy for them to reach burnout in those environments. Whereas if you are looking at a work from home environment, you're able to kind of I don't know, just I think consciously choose your your dedicated hours and then allow your allow yourself time to take breaks, which are so needed, especially in this type of work, because, you know, creativity really needs to be nurtured from a number of different perspectives. And if you're constantly just trying to overstretch yourself, the creativity is really not going to come. 
you can go through automation and fall into the muscle memory of what you need to do, but then you're really lacking that creativity that is very prevalent in the type of work that we do. So again, I'll, I'll just tie this off that I don't really think that one environment really is, it has to be one or the other. I do believe that there could be a, like you said, a hybrid blend between the two, because don't get me wrong, you know, when you're seeking camaraderie in the community, you can definitely get that in an office environment, but you could also do that at home with Zoom calls and social media lives or Google Hangouts. There's so many different opportunities digitally that you can still have that camaraderie and build that office environment without actually having to be within the office. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I was reading something on LinkedIn that said like, would you rather have an employee, you know, use that two hours that they're stuck in traffic to be stuck in traffic and, you know, thinking about everything or use that for two hours of creativity at their desk at home and kind of figuring everything out. And I think that was, you know, such a unique perspective to look at it that way. And I think that, you know, people have found their own way at home, you know, making their desk how they want it, you know, more productive. And like you said, with the hours and everything. So I think that we're going to see a new wave in the industry with, you know, people working from home and kind of figuring out that way and making it more uh, conducive, making a more conducive environment for PR. Absolutely. I think just the most important thing at the end of the day that I think everybody wants or what they need is just quality of life. And, you know, we have this mentality in America where we, we live to work, we don't work to live type of things. And I have a friend who always um, comes back to that statement, but it really is so true that we are just embedded in this mentality that we only live to work. Whereas I think the conscious shift of where we're going, especially over the last 18 plus months is we're learning the simplest things about life that it's like, no, we have to we work to live and we have to have this quality of life because again, that's how we're able to produce better work at the end of the day is if we fill our own cups and if we're constantly just pouring out, I mean, things just kind of get stuck and yeah, quality of life is everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, and so another topic that I want to get your opinion on is, um, so what advice do you have for college students on what they can be doing while they're still in classes to kind of stand out in the, maybe the internship process or even, you know, when they start looking for jobs? Yeah, I think, well, that's one thing that I was going to stay, uh, state is look for mentorship opportunities. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, working with a, a business or an organization as an intern, but one thing that I love personally is if I get requests or reached out to on LinkedIn or if they find my email that they that they ask for advice. And I do a number of different like video interviews with you know college students who are looking to get into PR and communications. And that honestly lights me up because being you know, an entrepreneur and a business owner and obviously a woman of influence in my brand, those are incredible, but like one thing that really lights me up is if somebody recognized it, that it's like, oh my gosh, I would love to get into this because of, you know, what I have created. I am like, I will give you an hour of my time. Like, let me just tell you anything and everything that you want to know. And a lot of CEOs and a lot of entrepreneurs love that too, because again, we're not only in these roles to be successful and be innovators, but it's like, we love to educate and we love to bring other people on the journeys with us. And so I know it could be intimidating if, you know, you 
find somebody that you appreciate and admire, it is a little intimidating as some of PR is too. Like if you're just blindly reaching out to somebody, it is intimidating if you're not used to it. But at the end of the day, just remind yourself that the right person at the end of that email that wants to connect with you will be honored that you had slid slid into their inbox. <laughs> and, and kind of going off that, what what how how would you phrase an email to someone that you want to take on as a mentor? Yeah, I think again bringing back that that transparency and authenticity is everything. I think just being fully transparent and honest as to why you're looking to connect. I mean, that, that wins all at the end of the day. And I mean, it doesn't have to be this super elaborate email either. I think, again, thinking about the intimidation of everything has to be buttoned up and polished and beautiful. And I have to send a, a resume and all of my accolades, you know, for this email for them to get it to open. I think just, again, being a human in that email, being like, hey, you know, I admire your work, maybe put some examples of what that person has done within their organization or in their business or brand that really stood out to you, use those as an example, because then that shows that you actually have taken the time to get to know that other person and what they're doing and just keep it short, sweet and to the point. And less is more at the end of the day, really in those, in those uh, situations. Yes, definitely. And I, and I recently graduated this May and the year before I get connected with a mentor through PRSSA and it's been such a rewarding experience and we still talk now, you know, through the summer. So I can attest that having a mentor is such a great experience to kind of get advice that you need, you know, as you're going through this process and everything with jobs and, you know, college in general. Absolutely. Definitely. So one final question that I have for you, and it's something that I asked all my guests and it's who is your favorite girl boss? Oh, I saw that. <laughs> And on the on the invite and I was like oh man do I really have one <laughs> you can say always, more than one <laughs> I was like I'm always that person if I get asked what my favorite movie is I'm like oh I mean technically <laughs> what genre <laughs> and what time period um but I guess there's there's always two that really come up in the back of my mind actually three and one is always Ashley Graham I mean we share the same name there's so many weird coincidental but not coincidental things that have happened in the past about getting mistaken for her online a number of times it's you would never think that that would happen in the digital space because of how many people have this name but it's happened a handful of times um but digging into that further i just admire and represent what she stands for i mean she just literally promotes and embodies women empowerment and women body positivity and as women, I think it's very important to, again, admire and look up to women who basically live what they preach type of thing. And I guess like two of the other ones that come to mind is, of course, Oprah and Michelle Obama. I mean, I want their wardrobes. <laughs> um, I still have like the book recommendations that, you know, they they put out there on my list. And again, I'm just... I'm really passionate about following women who represent a bigger, a bigger cause to the collective um, awareness of what they bring. Yeah, definitely. Those are three great choices. And yeah, I definitely want Michelle's suit from the inauguration with the, the purple <laughs> matching and everything. Um, and so yeah. beautiful, so chic. <laughs> 
great, really great women. And that's why I love this question. I feel like I say this in every episode, but you know, I love that question because the point of this podcast is to lift women up. And I think that's great to share, you know, who we're inspired by. And sometimes I don't know some of the people who people mention, so it's great to look them up and give them support. So um, thank you for sharing those three women, but thank you so much, Ashley, for being on the show and for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Um, and if you want to follow her on Instagram, can you share your Instagram handle? Yes. So if you want to learn all the things from the thought leadership PR side, you can follow your Brandista PR and that is on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Did you enjoy this episode? Head to Apple podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Want to drop us a line? Click the link in our Instagram bio to leave us a voicemail and who knows it might even end up on the show. See you next week for more tips and tricks of the trade. Thank you.